Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck, and this is Star Wars Ranked. That's right. It's been a while since we've sat down to rank some things in Star Wars, but we're going to do that today. We've got a big one, one that we kind of didn't do. When I say we, I mean me and my guest, Joseph Scrimshaw. Welcome to the show, buddy. Welcome back to Ranking. I am happy to be in the Rankin saddle. This is a fun one. <laughs> we are ranking... Our favorite Rogue One moments. Now, looking back in the archives, you and I never did this. Uh, I did this on a Spotlight Star Wars episode with Mark Riley, which helped kind of launch the idea of doing the Star Wars Rank show. <laughs> it's been so long, I don't remember what I said on that show. Uh, but we spent so many years talking about it. Uh, we figured uh, now's the time with Andor around the corner. Season of Andor here. A lot of people are thinking about Rogue One, talking about Rogue One and mentioning Rogue One. So we're going to go back and discuss our favorite moments uh, from an overview kind of perspective. Joseph, uh, what does that make you think? Rogue One favorite moments. Where does your heart go? I think my heart goes to how uh, beloved this movie is and how much people have different kind of perspectives of it. Uh, a ton of people I know, it's their favorite Star Wars film. I saw one tweet come by. It's like, you know what? Rogue One is over or underrated. Somebody like, mm. it's like, really? <laughs> I don't think so. I think people really love uh, Rogue One, and I think it's going to be even more examined, thought about, discussed, loved 
is Cassian Andor drives even more interest in it. Absolutely. As Cassian Ander goes straight into <laughs> Rogue One uh, over the next couple of years, we're going to be going back to this movie a lot. And yeah. And and I think at a time, uh, for maybe a certain period, it was underrated. I, I would never call it overrated, but it's it's rated. It's there. Yeah. It's on the hearts and minds of a lot of folks. Yeah. I always think of it as the safest Star Wars movie to bring up at a general party. <laughs> That's a... Great, great way to look at it. <laughs> so before we get into our honorable mentions, I'll just say this. Over the last few years, you and I both discussed a lot of moments in this film uh, uh, that we love, big and small. And so I was going to push past some of the ones I talk about a lot, namely Admiral Raddus. And, and when he comes out of hyperspace and, and the whole Admiral Raddus of the Rebel Alliance, which has moved me, it's inspired me, it's just thrilled me. Uh, I love that moment. In fact, a lot of people know that I love that moment. So I'm not quite putting that in the Hall of Fame. It's not that kind of <laughs> list, but I'm just like, I was like, I'm going to put that on a shelf. Y'all know I love it. Y'all know it's important to me, uh, but I'm going to find some other moments today. So was there anything like that, Joseph, where you're like, I, I know I've discussed this and I want to go another way? Yeah, I think there there's some kind of moments of just charm and whimsy that I love. I, I love the comedy of when when uh, Jin spins and shoots the droid that looks exactly like K2SO and K2SO says, did you know that wasn't me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we've both, you pointed him out to me initially, but then I fell in love of uh, the character Tenzigo Weems in mm -hmm. his big knees up run to alert Mon Mothma. So like those, <laughs> there's some of the like kind of really fun, charming moments that I wanted yeah. to include. Uh, but I, in this list, I really found myself gravitating to kind of some of the the bigger moments, the deeper moments, the really meaningful moments. Yeah. And you know, the other thing was, too, I was going to put together um, a list that was maybe not just smaller, but like moments like I love the Blue Squadron. There's that moment where they like they fly and they, they, they kind of all five ships dip down and up, mm. you know, and it's like it's total Star Wars action. I love that moment. So that's about I mention it now because. I was going to put on the list and then my heart went bigger and uh, I want to acknowledge that as well. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Bigger, bigger, uh, bigger, like uh, uh, K2SO's ego at a time, but not all the time. All right. Uh, before we uh, dive in, let you all uh, know that if you'd like to get a free audio book on us, you can do so by going to audibletrial.com slash four center, audibletrial.com slash four center, get a free audio book. Like, I don't know, go back in the catalog, Rebel Rising by Beth Ravis, which is a great mm. companion piece to this movie. All right, we're going to work our way five to one, beginning with Joseph's number five. What do you have for your favorite moments in Rogue One? Uh, this is one of those uh, that just, for me, had to be where where the conversation started uh, for my mm -hmm. number five, because it is one of my absolute favorite moments in Rogue One, and it is one that I think is going to get examined and discussed a lot, because it's a big Cassian Andor moment. Mm -hmm. It is what I'm calling Cassian Andor's six years old speech. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, I wrote down the whole thing, because I just love it so much, of... He's in this fight where Jin is accusing him of, you know, truthfully, she's deciphered that he had orders to just kill Galen instead of try to bring him back to testify before the Senate mm. uh, about the Death Star. And in that whole situation speaks to one of the great conflicts of Rogue One is not just stopping the Empire, but that the uh, sort of the, the uh, fear and the paranoia and the horror of constantly being at war is starting to seep into the rebellion and rob them of any hope, right? But mm -hmm. we, the audience, know that Cassian did make the better choice, but we're also kind of on Jin's side because, like, you lied, you lied to her. So it's in this great moment of emotional tension of who, who really cares, who's really hanging on to hope, all these things. Um, and Cassian turns around and gives this great speech of, uh, we don't all have the luxury of deciding when and where we want to care about something. Suddenly the rebellion is real for you. Some of us live it. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. You're not the only one who lost everything. Some of us just decided to do something about it. Mm. Uh, if there was never an Andor television show, or uh, I, I saw Andor, the television show, and my mind was wiped, I would still mm. love this speech. But yeah. it has extra power now that the show is coming out because you can see the beats of the show that we already know about before even seeing it, this idea that, uh, Cassian was not given a choice that the horrors of the empire came to him, which I've always found powerful. 
uh, because I think that Rogue One is a movie where some of the the real world analogy of Star Wars politics is on the surface, and I think it's powerful uh, to say, like, yes, there there are some people who get treated differently, and horror comes to them because of where they live, because of their financial status, because of their culture, right? And you don't have the luxury of saying, I'm not really a political person. Uh, it's not politics. A horror came to me and then I, and affected my entire life. And then I had to decide how I was going to respond to it. So it's really, it's, it's politically rich. It's a log line <laughs> for yeah. the upcoming show. And it's just a great moment by itself in this film because Cassian is so thoughtful, but so calm and clearly bubbling under the surface in this. This is when he explodes just a little bit. That's what's so powerful about that. I've been in this since I was six years old. That passion, that pain exploding. Yeah, there's so much story behind this moment, right? There's so much story going into the speech and you're right. It, 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 without a show, without a book, without... Uh, uh, the, the the Rogue One uh, adaptation, which is great about Alexander Freed and goes into a lot of the stuff. There's a lot more Cassian information in there. But I, at the end of the day, it's just wonderful bits of information that just fuel the fire of this speech. And I th I think the show is not necessarily, you know, I think, you know, are we going to see him at six? Fight, all those questions will be answered. It's the spirit. It's the spirit that's going to lead uh, the show forward and back to this moment in a way we're going to this, this moment, you're right. It's going to mean, I think a lot more than uh, it already does when the show's all done. Yeah. And, and I've been in this fight since I was six years old is so powerful and kind of the emotional hype. But then as he's cooling off, he says the, you know, some of us just decided to do something about mm -hmm. it. And that that's just, that's so powerful too, as we all discuss, you know, uh, what amount of, of, uh, responsibility and energy to give to the, the big things going on in our society. Yeah. Really powerful. Mm. So that's my number five. That's a great way to start the list. Truly a important moment, an important moment and a well remembered and oft discussed moment. So I <laughs> love that there. Uh, great way to start. My number five is uh, an emotional moment. Uh, it is also, I think one of the finest pieces of star Wars acting. Uh, it's a lot of things I love and it's a moment that I will admit means even more to me after getting a little bit more information, uh, which I don't think it needed, but it just helped me personally to, even come back to the scene a lot. So it is, uh, we are in the, uh, the, the catacombs uh, that uh, Saw Gerrera calls home with his partisans, and it's when Jyn Erso sees her father in a hologram, sees that he's alive, and more importantly, that he did not leave her willingly as she has mm -hmm. lived most of her life thinking. Uh, number one, not knowing if he was alive, and then knowing in her heart, Something I did, or he left me, he abandoned us. Uh, my mom died, and that's it, it, it was a bunch of pain that was uh, following her around in the galaxy, which may have contributed to some of the choices she made and some of the places she went to and some of the things uh, she did. And I just love the reveal. And I think there's a lot of, you know, it's the, also the reveal of, hey, we call it the Death Star, and there's a thermal exhaust port if you can just hit it, you know. And, and I think that's some Star Wars canon you can either enjoy or you can get to cut up on, but dive into what is there. Uh, this young woman lived with this pain and to have that pain erased, it's not also, it's not just an immediate joy. It's not, it's, 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 it's so many things, including anger, anger at lost time, but also adding to uh, a lot of the importance of what she's about to go do. And then in that moment, we got the, the Jetta strike. Uh, mm -hmm. You got the Death Star hit. And I love one of the talk about little moments. When that rumble hits and saw kind of just casually like, what was that? Earthquake? What Big rig drive by? Like, what was that? It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite little moments, too, because this is going on and she can't even concentrate on that. She can't even hear that. She didn't feel that. She's there with Galen in this moment, even though it's a hologram. I just absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of great acting in Star Wars, a lot of moments. But uh, this still stands the test of time for me. It's one of my favorite Felicity Jones, just owning the scene. Absolutely love it. So Jen sees her father is my number five moment. Yeah, that is really great. And you know, uh, that Mads Mikkelsen, he, he's pretty good too. Uh, this is a, a long 
a monologue that goes from the deeply emotional and the very clearly personal, like I never wanted to leave you, you know, in my stardust, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, here the reactor module, uh, the plans aren't scared. Like, <laughs> you know, it really swings from the sort of like, uh, that's technical space fantasy stuff to the absolutely very clear heart of Star Wars mm-hmm. <laughs> love and generational connection and all that. And yeah, I, I love that she is somebody who has pushed down pain, who has said, yeah, look, both the Empire and the Rebellion, they're fighting each other and I always get caught in the middle and I get hurt by both of them. You know, we get some of that great story in, in the Rebel mm-hmm. Rising book by Beth Rebus. Um, so you see that she she's not a non-caring person, but she's had life experiences that make her feel like they're, they're, they're both violent and I just get caught in the middle of it always. Mm-hmm. So the, the emotional release of her father is alive, never wanted to leave her heartbroken it hurts to think about her because he can't be with her but then also his experience up close is there is a difference right uh yeah the empire is horrific and must be stopped that's i sacrificed everything to make sure they're stopped mm-hmm. you know so you got the, the deeply personal and you have you know what really leads her to her conviction that this is the right thing to do yeah the stakes raised for sure uh the time to look up is now <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing going on there uh, and there's still so much more in her journey. We know you just mentioned a speech uh, that happens after, but uh, it's all part of the, the tableau of emotions. And uh, yeah, well said on on his side of it too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. My number five, which means we're up to your number four. Uh, my number four, I just went to controversy. Uh, is it controversy? <laughs> we'll see. I went truthful for myself. It is the Vader hallway of doom and the rebel who sticks the plans through the door when it doesn't open. Um, For me, like, I've seen, you know, so many different takes on the Vader hallway, particularly uh, since, you know, people love comparing the Mm -hmm. Vader hallway and the Luke hallway. And I, I, in my opinion, sometimes in kind of a tone-deaf way of, like, like father, like son, they both love Mm -hmm. cutting through hallways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And to me, the power of those scenes are, like, they are both able to cut through hallways, but they're doing things for the diametrically opposed motivations. I, I was hoping for a Vader unleashed scene watching uh, Rogue One. I was really happy that it happened. I had never root for Vader, but I think what's powerful about it uh, to me and why I love it so much is it, it's kind of at the heart of this tension of Star Wars, where Star Wars is a fun space fantasy, pulpy mm-hmm. serial cliffhanger where you want to see, you know, cool people fight with awesome laser swords and you know a a scary evil sorcerer throw people around with the just a stroke of his finger um so you get that weird sort of like fantasy of it Mm -hmm. but then also what's happening narratively to me is very clear you can enjoy that the action is is cool Mm -hmm. but it's there to show vader is absolutely terrifying and heartless we have spent two hours with these rebels who are willing to give it all for something that they truly believe in for a better galaxy, for people being hurt less often. And then here is Vader just wanting to control everything. And with still with all that power, uh, he can't defeat this chain of people who are fighting for hope, you know, and that, that's mm-hmm. why it's the Vader hallway is cool. I love, I love seeing an, an unchained Vader because you get to appreciate mm-hmm. the, what the rebels are truly up against. But then what makes it is the rebel who knows that this these plans, this hope is more important than him as an individual and just hands it through the door. A hero. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. The rebellion goes on because of him. Uh, Well said. Well said. And I I think you're right. I think this scene represents so many. Uh, so many things for so many different people. And and part of it is the badass, right? That shot yeah. of the the red, the saber, it's it's a horror film and, and Vader's the monster. And it does work. And we, I think we as Star Wars fans did spend a long time, if you, especially if you're original trilogy, trilogy generation, to see this kind of thing. And I think there's, you might've seen it in video games or read about a book, but to see it on the big screen, it was something else. And I was terrified. Like you feel it. Like when it happens, you're so excited, but you're so like, oh my God. There's a lot to that. And I, yeah, I know you don't want to take any of that, that away from anyone. Uh, I, I'm not here to take that away from anyone, but don't stop there, right? Push through and go to what is there. And I think you'll be rewarded even more as a Star Wars fan. Uh, everything you just said is so, well, I don't need to remix it all, but the themes, uh, the purpose of it. And then, yeah, place it against the Luke hallway scene <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and see the, look at the end result. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's purposeful. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I think you're really right to compare it to a horror movie. Certainly, like, that's the thrill when the, mm-hmm. the blade ignites and you're like, oh, those people are in so much trouble. Just like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Jason is behind some kids at camp, you're like, oh, those kids are in so much trouble, right? Like, it is a horror movie thing, but I think like horror movies, we can enjoy the action while also reflecting on, like, the tragedy and the trauma of why the action is happening. We can do mm-hmm. both. Things can be layered. And I think this is a horror movie moment where what's happening on on screen is fascinating, thrilling, visceral, scary, but also we can still disagree with the monster who's doing it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a, it's a great moment. Uh, man, I, I love working up to it. Even if Rogue One is one of those films that, uh, you know, it's a good film to have on a background type thing. I'm working down. It's one of those moments I make sure I look up for. And I think I'm not alone in that. No, 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 not alone. You're not alone. Uh, Vader is, but you're not. (laughs) That's a great number four. We're going to go to my number four. And, uh, you know, I'm going to work a little Admiral Radice into this. (laughs) Don't you worry. I love the character there. But actually, I wanted to focus on a moment. I've seen this, uh, you know, Rogue One being discussed a lot more on Twitter and social media all around these days. I saw someone mention this and I was like, yeah, I'm right there. I forget who said it, but I'm right there with that person. Uh, So Admiral Radice, that flipper's been placed down. (laughs) He says it's time to fight. Uh, Rogue One's calling for help. Gondor calls for aid. Uh, and Aberratus has left. He's gone. And that moment you talked about with the uh, weebs running up, so great. But that Mon Mothma smile, mm. it's everything. It's everything. Genevieve O'Reilly's so great. I cannot wait to spend more time with that character. I think it ties to even um, the image of Mothma in Return of the Jedi, which is somber and stoic and in control, but handling a lot of things and a lot of emotions and a lot of burdens are on her shoulders. So that's that Mothma to me, who, who just has that moment of that smile. Not that she's rooting for war. Mothma's not necessarily, she's someone who believes war, is, uh, war should be a temporary situation between peace uh, periods of peace. It's something that's big with her. And we know after the Galactic Civil War, she's going to, you know, have a little bit of a, let's stand down. We've, we've got what we want type of thing. There's a lot of layers to Mothma, but there's just something about now is the time and going through that meeting that didn't go well for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's upset. And Radis just being like, flippers, flippers aren't even down. They're on the go. We're going to go fight because <laughs> it's time. And her smiling. <laughs> I just love everything about it. I also love, I don't know, I don't think Radice's uh, canon first name has been revealed, but I love that in her head, she's just like, oh, Ted, he did it. Ted Radice, he's, <laughs> he did it. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, I mean, we know her perspective, right? Because we have that mm-hmm. great moment where she's like, uh, whatever the rest of the council says, the uh, war is coming, your friend, the Jedi. Yeah. Um, which ties to Vader, too, of like, seeing Vader stalk the hallways reminds you of like, yeah, the, they need all the up they can get, including yep. Jedi. Uh, yep. Anyway, to to back to your moment uh, is so good. I just love to picture that Mothma know Mothma agrees with him, right? And yeah. she thinks this is the time to act, but she knows this alliance is going to fall apart if she starts acting like Palpatine and just says, "I don't care what everybody voted; it's mm-hmm. the right thing. We're doing it." And right, I think that smile is like, "Thank you, Radis, for taking this off of me because it needed to happen, but yeah. the alliance would crumble if I forced it." you were in a position to force it. Thank you for doing that. I love that take on that. That's yeah, a, a, a big kind of relief. Kind of mm-hmm. like, not that she's like, you know, uh, I've been done all the work, but just like, I have to be mindful of how I approach this. It's that's part of my duty. And he can just flip her down. We're going to go fight. <laughs> <laughs> flip her down. I uh, love the flip her down. And I, now I need him to play golden eye. Fla- uh, slapper's only. <laughs> slapper's <laughs> only. Flippers only. only. Flippers only. <laughs> Flappers only. Oh, uh, that is great. I uh, love it. That is a great insight into uh, my moment, but that's just my number four. So what is your number three? My number three is uh, jumping back to uh, your number five in some ways. Uh, the uh, I, I pinned it all as the destruction of Jetta City. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two contrasting moments uh, that I really love. I mean, the whole thing that it is uh, happening as the uh, hollow is going on, mm. uh, but it, it the moments that I gravitate uh, in that are um, Krennic's Oh, It's Beautiful, mm. which has just been growing in, you know, a, a beloved Star Wars uh, phrase, right? Um, yeah. a, a gif, uh, a response to other things <laughs> that have nothing to do with Star Wars. Uh, but, you know, it, it really speaks to uh, Krennic's obsession with uh, he just needs to deliver 
this project, right? Yeah. And yeah. and be responsible for something that is successful so he can climb the ladder, right? And to look at that just horrific destruction yeah. uh, and go, oh, it's beautiful. Tells you everything about that character. It's charming. He's now a villain that you really, really love to hate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to be able, it would be one thing if you you just saw that side of it. But then to also go back and see, you know, the devastation uh, that it that it's wreaking. Mm. So, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, combined to me with with Saw Gerrera's final moments uh, it, of yeah. the save the rebellion, save the dream, right? Um, I appreciate more and more, like I said, about that Rogue One is uh, about how the rebellion might fall to its own fear and paranoia. And this is how it gets back to hope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saw has gone through that journey. I love that he is he is a, a Vader-like figure. His his fight for a good cause has taken, there, there's not much of him left. Yeah. Uh, and his final moment is a moment of hope where like I've reconnected with this uh, kind of next generation figure, this daughter figure. I see that she has moved. I see that the heart of the rebellion is in her. So I I feel ready to give up my part of this battle. To me, uh, save the rebellion, save the dream. Uh, we can kind of poke fun at it. It's beautifully uh, over the top, but the heart of it is I can get off this carousel of pain because mm-hmm. I trust that the baton has been passed. Yeah, him him pulling the uh, little hose out of his uh, his gear is just one of my favorite little moments too. Just yeah, like, I don't need this artificialness it. anymore. I don't need this yeah. this wound anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you start exploring that character more, you and I both love Saw. So do so do so many people. The, the loss of Steela, the, the years of fighting, the the paranoia setting in, and everything going on. Yeah, there's so much in that moment. As far as the credit moment. It, it is wonderful and, and it, in its own horrible way. And I remember seeing it the first time and I've actually had that thought too. It's like, Oh, that looks great. Oh wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but for him to not know that difference to just focus on it from a distance, he's so far removed and it's all about his climb to the top, this obsession that will kill him. Um, yeah. There's a lot of lessons in that too. And as far as just a uh, great little moments, gifable moments, it's a legend one. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. The thing that is going to end my life in a yep. few days. <laughs> yep. 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 So that's my number three, the fun, bouncy destruction of Jettison. <laughs> Love that. Great one there. Uh, my number three is uh, real simple. Uh, you know, and this one, I don't know. It's always, you know, I've, I've liked it. I liked it. But I remember there's something about the, we're going to the speech moment on the Masasi temple on Yavin 4 there. All right. So Jin gives the speech. There's some great moments in there. You and I have talked about for years from the humorous, what is she proposing to just the, the importance of some of the lessons we need to take from the reactions people have, but it doesn't go her way. And the meeting's short. I'm in, in the book. It, it tells you it took a couple hours and something, but that's fine. We don't need a couple hour meeting in the movie, but it, it just got the beat happens fast. And I remember initially not having a, super positive reaction to suddenly everyone there is waiting for on the outside. And I can't go, I'm, I'm trying to go back in my mind and remember why I didn't like that as much. Now it's one of my favorite moments. Now I just love it. And I love Bay's Malbus's how many do you need? And they just got to that point. <laughs> I just love everything about it. And Cassian standing there and talk about moments that are going to mean even more. Once we get more of the picture, Cassian standing there because all the horrible things I have to, I, I've done have to mean, have to mean something. They have to have been for something this big. All the little things along the way, which include, I'm sure, some victories, uh, all lead to this moment. And I think that this is going to be one of those relived moments. I just love it as I think Star Wars, the community of Star Wars, uh, becomes more important to me since 2016 to now. The choices that we make and the lessons Star Wars has for that. This is uh, Jin tries to make not only the pitch, but tries to make this choice, right? She's looking up. Mm-hmm. She's been, and, and this is the hero moment. I've looked, and, and I have this thing uh, where I know I've talked about, it, but like the Rebel Alliance we grew up with, we just, they're the good guys. They made the choice. It's an easy, yes, you, you get in your vehicles and you go take out the bad vehicles. And that Star Wars in the modern era has taken a deeper dive into how they got to that choice is, is mm-hmm. tremendously valuable. And this is that moment of it. This should be, yay. You, you know, this is the uh, King Theoden. Your your heart's all rattling. This is a speech. No, they reject her. <laughs> they mm-hmm. reject her. And for her to come out and to find all of them waiting just means more for me uh, in this day and age than it did in 2016. 
Uh, and so that's why I love it. That's my number three. Yeah, no, I think very well said. They She encounters a, a lot of fear and a lot of denial in that meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of, I think, this uh, true thing that happens when, when people are... Uh, trying to endure bad circumstances, right? That they keep yeah. going like, okay, well, we can endure a little bit more and endure a little bit more. And I think the story of Rogue One is like a fully armed and operational Death Star. We can't endure that, that that this is our moment to strike and we're not going to have an opportunity like, yeah. like this again, possibly. Like this is the moment. And then I think just the the actual, uh, it, it definitely is like, it feels very um, mythic, uh, yeah. that a hey, I'm I'm maybe a little little verging on the danger of after school special of like but mm-hmm. her friends showed up to help like yeah, but yeah that's but that's the story we're telling I think you know Cassian's the one who who teaches Jen that rebellions are built on hope we don't have a good chance at any of this this is all a, right. a desperate thing to desperately try to make a difference and she learns that lesson and then Cassian is you know saying I see that we're on the same page and I'm here with you. And and it's that there's a baton of hope and this one's a circle of hope. (laughs) Baton of hope. Uh, A Star Wars story. (laughs) That's my number three. (laughs) Means we're up to your number two. Uh, my number two, we are jumping to Radis. Uh, I, I know Radis is very close to your heart. There's so many uh, Radis moments I love. I, I Obviously, he's uh, performed uh, so well. But I wanted to pull out this one because it is truly one of my favorite moments in Rogue One because I think it has depth. But it's also just awesome, cool action moment mm-hmm. and the kind of action moments that I like. Uh, Radis, mm-hmm. uh, is, he finally, uh, well, it's not him, uh, Bodhi Rook finally gets through to Raddus, right? And yep. everything in that little moment where, you know, the, the call is coming from down below and Raddus is bending over going, oh, well, you got a call? <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, the shield gate has to come down. Uh, and it's a very fast moment. It's it's cut together quickly with everything else. But it, it's when Raddus says, call up a hammerhead Corvette. I have an idea. Um, and it's really of, an, of a piece of uh, Han's I got an idea in, in Return of the Jedi. It's that spirit of invention, right? It's like mm-hmm. the, the Empire has all their, you know, uh, st- uh, strict lines and 90 degree angles and the way things are done and our guns are bigger than yours and we have more of them. And that's in, in what the uh, rebellion has is creativity, flowing, organic mm-hmm. creativity, right? So for mm-hmm. Radis to go, I have an idea. And then for us to just, the action moments that I like is when you see the logic of it, when you see all the pieces and you see how somebody put that together. Because you can just have cool, you know, uh, ship fighting scenes where like, Mm -hmm. that guy blew up that ship because that guy's a better pilot. Cool. You know, but to see the idea where he's like, "Mm, we took out that Star Destroyer, uh, it's engine, so it's just floating dead in space. And we got this hammerhead corvette which can push things and if i push that into that like he rube goldberg's the empire into losing right he mousetraps them to death and you can see the idea and you can see the logic of it uh and i love big cool action moments where you can see the logic of it so you can appreciate how how clever someone in that stressful situation was to see these pieces and put them together in a way that people wouldn't expect um, yeah. so that's, uh, it's, it's not only him Radis saying, I have an idea. It is the ship, the mm-hmm. light maker pushing the persecutor into the intimidator. Yeah. <laughs> the actual names of those ships. Yeah, man. There's so much. Cause this also begins just some of the, just the, some of the stuff I just love. And I talked about it recently on a, on a, on a, on a four center episode of just the music and, and, uh, the, the somberness sets in the sacrifice, but it's this great moment of, um, victory in in the battle within the battle right mm-hmm. and, and i let your story it's like i have an idea like it's awesome you don't really hear that a lot um and and i i i, I just remember when it happens like i couldn't believe i was seeing a star destroyer being pushed into a star destroyer on screen there was just something about this whole sequence but and it begins with what you're talking about it begins with even even you're kind of like well what's your idea oh bleep like you're doing that <laughs> so i love that it also represents this weird thing of the time uh to go back to the the day why well, i also love every anytime i watch this i can't help but think of this the leia princess on lothal episode of rebels had aired already and mm-hmm. it was when teenage leia shows up it's a i have a, i have that figure on my wall it's a great it's a great little uh, design she's about 16 
Um, and she delivers Hammerhead Corvettes to the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And it was an episode that people did the old filler criticisms. Filler. Didn't get the princess in it, and I and I and I don't. Sometimes I've had some bad critiques in my past. I'll admit to. I don't recall that one. I just I kind of just wondered, but I like the episode. And when this happened, like some of the writers of Rebels tweeted out, uh, "Not so much filler now, huh?" <laughs> and I just absolutely love that. And I can't help but think about that. Just uh, wait for the bigger picture, and even if it doesn't connect in canonically, or it's not a you know, it's an Easter egg. But, just the themes, the themes and why everything is important in that emotional canon. So think about yeah. all that. It's a great moment. Uh, that That is a great reason to celebrate uh, the light maker's victory in this. I also love it just because it, 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 it feels like the kind of mission I would have been given in like the old rogue squadron <laughs> video games. So yes. it's like, ah, ah, love it. Love it. So yeah. that's my number two. It really does. Great. Number two. Great. Number two. We're going to go to my number two and bring out some tissues for me. I start crying. All right, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, K2SO, man. Uh, mm. K2SO is, brings a lot of humor. He's very valuable to the Rogue One crew, uh, just in terms of uh, the film, putting the film together. He's very funny. Alan Tudyk does a great job. Uh, there's so much I love. You, you could choose so many K2SO jokes. I, I, I just always go to him dying and the moments around that. And that's my number two moment is the goodbye from K2SO. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, choice over programming is big with him. He's someone who began his existence as a fully program, you know, Imperial droid program to do that. Uh, the whole story of casting, we might, it was in a comic and a one shot. It might end up being on screen. Who knows? And we'll see another version of it or something, but it, it just represented that to me of just like, this is what you were supposed to be. You've, uh, uh, you were programmed this way and now you're making a choice to do something different. And even he's got the Cassian says, I have to vibe earlier in the joke. But now he's there and he could do a lot of other things. He could leave. He could just walk away hidden as an Imperial droid. He stands, he stays there with a fight. He locks that door. And there's just something when he starts yelling, climb, climb. I start to like shake. I start to get, I start to feel the emotions of it because you know what he's doing and he's made the decision already. And it, it, it reflects, you know, in Cassian's uh, eyes and his face and Jin seeing what's going on. And, and this is what they have to do. But also it represents me sitting in the theater for the first time he goes and he says goodbye and he smashes the door and the door's locked and the eyes the lights go out mm-hmm. on k2so it's such an emotional moment but it, it, i go back to that first time where i just thought they're doing this they're <laughs> yep. doing this oh no this is how they're going to tell the story they all go and it's just <laughs> it shattered me, but in a good way right you're just like okay Gonna brace for I'm gonna brace for the impact like I'm on the light maker right now. <laughs> this is gonna happen. And it made a lot of sense that it was K2 first. Um, someone who was programmed to not be in this fight, who uh, in the end made a choice to overcome his programming, uh, or overcome the ability to I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Uh, <laughs> he made the choice to be there and sacrifice himself. And it is a powerful, in a way, almost the most powerful death in the movie for me. It, it's that's a big statement, but you know what I mean? And I love this moment. Yeah, no, you you really, I think, captured the essence of it with him truly choosing this truly feeling uh, of friendship and devotion uh, to Cassie and even connecting a little bit more with Jen with, you know, giving yeah. her the blaster that he didn't initially, you know, wanted to have, you know, kind of or, or their blaster yeah. exchange. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I what another thing I really love about it is, you know, K2SO has been very, very aware of the low odds <laughs> since yes. that's this whole thing the whole strategic uh analysis right um mm-hmm. and to see this droid that is clearly powerful the the almost like comic fun way he's taking out the troopers and throwing them around and he is overwhelmed by the yes. numbers of the empire i think that's what's emotional for like ooh, if the the you know enforcer droid <laughs> yeah is getting taken out uh oh, and I, I so agree with you. The lights go out uh, in his eyes. The the lights go on in the uh, audience's mind of like they're doing this. And, mm. and to this day, I think with some of the takes of like Lucasfilm takes no risks. Everything's just the same. It's like I always want to be like, hey, remember that their second new film where they slaughtered mm. all of the main characters and then turned around and sold us action figures and socks with their faces on them. <laughs> <laughs> no risks, really. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So well said. So well said. 
Oh, I love it. And it's just sad. It's just, it's just, it's emotional. It pulls you in. It pulls yeah. you in. Yep. Uh, 4K2, 4K2. All right. Well, that is why number two, we've got your number two, which means we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some honorable mentions, but we're going to make note here. Only some, because we figured <laughs> we need to really stop with our 19 honorable mentions. So stick around. Our number one choices are on the way. We're looking at our favorite Rogue One moments here on Star Wars Ranked. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked. Uh, me, Kat Napsok, and Joseph Scrimshaw. We're having a lot of fun talking our favorite Rogue One moments. The big, the small, the emotional. It is all there. So, uh, we before we get to our number one choices, we always like to do honorable mentions. And this is, I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain again. Like, we were like, we have got to maybe not do 19 honorable mentions apiece <laughs> because let's just, that's a different show. <laughs> Star Wars Ranked, we're going to have some zip to it here. So, Joseph, uh, what are your honorable mentions? And this may, they're real honorable if you had to cut the rest to make this little list. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's painful as I'm sitting here. It's like, did I make the right choices? Uh, yeah, I, I held myself to two. Uh, one of them is one that I have talked about a lot, but it's just, it is one of my favorite moments. I can't not include it. It's a, a Senator Noah Jabel saying, a Death Star? This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple key senators who are just, you know, throwing uh, cold water on every important thing that Jen is saying, <laughs> right? Um, 
But that's the one, man. A Senator Noah Javel is just kind of like whiny and I know what I'm talking about. Nobody else does. But well, clearly, you know, from the audience's perspective, being wrong. But yeah. the, a Death Star, this is nonsense. In some ways, it's the uh, it's like the old kind of like uh, playground joke about like, hey, you know, that's like a government, you know, funded yeah. project. And they just straight up called it the death star like <laughs> yeah, what is, yeah what's the public relations uh, behind that palpatine uh so that he's almost making that old joke of a, a, a death star come on yeah. what do you what yeah. is that even uh but more than anything it's about that like it, it is a horror too big to accept so you deny it mm. you know and mm. that's what it's about for me yeah uh absolutely. and then uh do you want me to plow on or do you have some nor Jabel thoughts. No, no, I, I love it. I, and I love how you love it too. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's you, you and I have been podcasting together so much. Like uh, we, we kind of pick up on each other's moments and you see it. And I just, I just, I've started to love that moment even more because here and you talk about it again, because it has comedy, it has meaning. It's a little meta. You're right. But it also is very much what is going on in the scene. It absolutely is. And uh, talking about pulling back the curtain, uh, if anybody can hear knocking in the background, uh, there's some plumbing <laughs> issues in my apartment. Uh, Nora Jabell is not at my door to fight me. But if you're knocking in the background, I apologize. Absolutely nothing I can do about it. Star Wars has taught me to accept the things I cannot control. And the plumbing being whacked behind me as I podcast, I cannot control in this all moment. Right. There you go. All, uh, all right. Just sounds like the Empire knocking at your door. <laughs> I know. It's kind of scaring me. Like, yeah. what if it's somebody who disagrees with my Star Wars opinions? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, always okay to disagree with my Star Wars opinions. Uh, here's my uh, second and final honorable mention. I do love the character, so I wanted to be sure to include him. Uh, Cheer at Emway. And, and this is, you know, mm, one of the... Yeah. There, there's so much to love about Rogue One. All the great messages and ideas of hope. It is a little bit more gritty. It is a little bit more grounded. Uh, but it's also just got some really fun, really cool action moments. And I do love uh, Chirrut uh, clearly listening in a sort of a, a daredevil, Marvel daredevil uh, mm -hmm. kind of way of kind of knowing where the troopers are, knowing their yeah. tactics and uh, just yeah. kind of gleefully taking them down. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then after that incredibly impressive takedown, about to be utterly overwhelmed and saved by his friend Baze. Yeah, it's so much. It's so good. So emotional yeah. again, and you're set up because you're you're already starting to cry. You, you K2's got you crying, and then this is starting to happen. You're like, nah, I just yeah. got to know you all. <laughs> uh, so those are my honorable mentions. All right, real uh, quickly. Good job, but only two. Uh, I uh, I mentioned it before, but I, I got to put it in here. It, it, it's the whole Blue Squadron sequence uh, where uh, they take out the AC ACT the the act the the excuse me the AT ACT the act act act. Um, and it's just so good because it was a trailer moment. So you kind of knew it was coming. We saw, you know, uh, the walker was coming through and we knew that was going to happen. And then the X-Wing comes in and saves the day. So it's one of those things where we're like, okay, I think it's coming. But then it happens. They take it out and they're just the joy on General Merrick's face. Uh, the the uh, joy felt in that moment. It is a little bit of relief in this horror that is happening. And just, again, there's that scene. You, I think you all know what I'm talking about if you watch Rogue One enough. They're, they take that the and then they blue squadron just does this little dip and rise. It's this little swoop that is you on the on, on your in your backyard with a plastic Y wing. It, yeah. it is just there, and I love it. And it's just Star Wars, and it's Star Warsy best, and, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah, well, it's that moment there where those people on the ground realize they're not alone. We know that Radis put the flipper down right and and, yeah. and went for it, uh, yeah. and that great cheer. Love it. Yeah, yeah, and you can hear in the sound the back. They're building. Walkers in Joseph's apartment. It's great. It's great. No, uh, it's all. Good. Uh, all I good. apologize. At, at any given point, you'll have a, a rabid Chihuahua barking in my office here. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, my other uh, moment here is uh, it's a big one, uh, and and uh, I think you and I could have easily have put this on each of our our lists here. But uh, I'm going with uh, Leia at the end, and Leia saying hope. And here's the thing. Do I hope that one day maybe they do an updated version on how it looks, everything? I, I Yeah, I, I just had that conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Owen, off off uh, off air. We were, he just saw it in IMAX and he's like, I just, because I love it. He loves it. He's one of those rogue ones, like his favorite of this, of the modern era. Because, yeah, it just, it doesn't look as as good as other things and things that have come after it. So I, I'll start with that, which is somewhat negative. So, yeah, I hope maybe one day they redo Leia at the end of this film. But. The, all that they could never change it and, and stick with what they got and it still gets me every time still when that door opens 
And and Antilles is kind of like, what 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 is this? <laughs> like, what's going on? I didn't get the full brief. Um, and she says hope, and it's like. For a movie that says hope a lot, like there's hope, the word hope is mentioned a lot in this film to the point where I remember we kind of even talked about it. Like, oh, yeah, it's about hope. Um, I love that the movie's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not backing off on that. This is what it is. And hope means so much to the galaxy. It means a lot of things to everyone in the galaxy and anyone who watches Star Wars. But it's big and it's here and it's Leia. She says it and the movie wraps up and takes us in episode four. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. It, I love everything you say about it, and I agree. Like, yeah, no, I can, I could, I could take a special edition of some of the CGI, but it kind of doesn't matter because the idea yeah. is more powerful, and it is the companion piece to you know her father in the hallway. That's you know fear and anger, and in here is hope and in bravery, mm-hmm. um, it, and it just it, it gives the whole film like this really kind of different ending right it's uh this idea of this uh this little thing is has practical meaning but it also has symbolic meaning and this chain of people passing it uh to where it needs to be and you know the next adventure is it truly arriving where it needs to be it's really powerful yeah Whew, got it. Leia, you're great. All right. We are gonna go to our number one choices. I will go first so that Joseph can close the show. And all right, we're going back to Admiral Raddus. One more Raddus for the road. This is a moment that um, I really has a lot of energy and connects with some of the stuff with Akbar, uh, which I call, you know, Akbar's sigh in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi after the uh, executor goes down uh, or executor, if you're on that side of the debate, which I sometimes alternate. Um, Super Star Destroyer goes down and Akbar does that sigh and, and fall back into his chair, which is just, it's not just victory. It's just so much. Mm-hmm. This, this moment for me, my number one moment uh, is Admiral Raddus and the Rogue One, may the force be with you. It is the heart of the fight. It is, and you and I were discussing it with Jennifer recently on the show, but it's, it's, it's just like his eyes, the blink, you know, shout out to Paul Casey doing the, a lot of the, the puppeteering work and the, and the outfit, the costume work. And then of course, Stephen Stanton doing the voice, but it just, it is such a, there, we kind of knew this. We didn't, we didn't go into this fight thinking all of us were going to survive. You never can, but the reality sets in the reality. What's going to happen sets in. You can't change it. You can only try to go forward. You can only try to, 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 to move on and survive to find another day. There's so much great purpose to it, but it's just the heart of this fight. And in a, in a, in a film that is about war and action. And I always say it's some of the best star Wars that ever star Wars at third act star destroyers being pushed into star destroyers. The Y wings take out the Y wings get their day. Oh my God. <laughs> It all slows down in this moment for me and the purpose, the loss, the sacrifice, the impact it's there in this Rogue One, may the force be with you moment. So thank you, Admiratus. Thank you for reminding me it hurts. Yeah, no, it, in that the, everyone knew this could happen and that, and they were still willing to do this, right? That is explicitly yeah. a part of the story. And I think that one line, <laughs> like we yeah. were talking about recently from, from the actor puppet, voiceover fish man (laughs) yeah yeah conveys with such depth that thank you for doing this and goodbye uh you know because Mm -hmm. we know this is the end it it the the power that it is both sort of a thank you and you know from a different cultural perspective of like and i'll see you all in valhalla it has that kind of energy you know Mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. Just the heart of it. Just the heart of it. That entire sequence. Yeah, I could go on and on about that that, that sequence, the music. I love the, your father would be proud. It's just such amazing mm-hmm. Star Wars music uh, and everything, even the, from the, the, the inspirational moments to the fear with Vader and everything. It just it's uh, from the time uh, around this time to the time you see that shuttle uh, uh, land class shuttle flying across the explosion, the, the, the cloud down below in the going towards the profundity that that's like, a I don't know how long it is. Five, 10, it seems like forever, yeah. but it's just such a gut punch in a wonderful star Wars way. So there you go. Admiratus, my number one rogue one, may the force be with you, but sir, what is your number one? My number one is Bastan shooting the knee. No, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I wasn't on the list he sent me, but all right. I like that. Let's do it. Uh, just sneaking in another honorable mention as a joke because I do love that moment. No, uh, it, it, in this uh, episode of Ranked where you, we both just kind of gravitated a little bit more to the the, the depth, the, the heaviness, mm-hmm. uh, a moment that's really been resonating with me on recent rewatches is uh, gin and Krennic meat, right? Mm. 
up there at the the end of this battle at the top of this tower and Krennic's first question is just who are you who mm-hmm. is this nothing that has caused me so much unbelievable problems who has risked everything that I've fought for and worked for and deserve and he's so petulant and she is so centered right mm-hmm. uh in her great line you know who I am I'm Jin Erso, daughter of Galen and Lyra. You've lost. Um, mm. There's so much that's great about Rogue One, and one of the things that's great about it and makes it just kind of classic Star Wars is it's a it's a family story. It's a generational story. Uh, mm. You know, Lyra at the top of the film couldn't abide bowing down to the Empire again, even a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. and and fought right and and lost her life. Uh, but not before telling Krennic that he was never going to win, right? Yeah. And then and then Galen found his own way to fight. And here is Jin, who has taken up uh, the the mission, the perspective, mm-hmm. the heart of both of her parents, is clear-eyed about it, and can spit it back in the face of this tiny, pathetic man who has made all this trauma uh, for her family, you know, mm-hmm. and say... Uh, I'm Jin Erso, <laughs> you know, I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, I am my, my mother's promise fulfilled. You know, mm-hmm. I am my father's master plan fulfilled. You know, yeah. he put a fuse in the middle of your machine and I've just told the entire galaxy how to light it is just, that's a kind of a great badass line, but it is even mm-hmm. more of that sort of a, the language and the imagery of, uh, of hope and light in the darkness. So I just mm-hmm. love that moment of Jin uh, confronting Krennic and kind of watching him crumble. Yeah. And it's great. Cause there's, this is one of those, the why of the scene overtakes some of the other details, right? Cause it's a, you know, you got um, Cassian returns in a bit, right? Shoots, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all those, it, and it's kind of like a end of a third act kind of beat. And I remember kind of engaging with it on that level in 2016, but I think the more you spend time with the story, the more you know these characters, you know, I, I hate to throw in like a book detail, but it's like, there's a lot about uh, the man in white, uh, mm-hmm. That is in Jin's memories, um, almost as haunted her, right? Haunted her, yeah, yeah, like a Nazgul chasing her forever. <laughs> like it's just, it's something there, and so to have this, it all builds to this moment. It's beautiful stuff. It's why I love that novelization. But it it it, it works here in the movie. Because what, what you're talking about in this moment, and it is, uh, it's not just an action movie ending. It is exactly what she's, uh, the promise of my mother. That's a beautiful way to describe it. Uh, what my dad did, you lost. I mean, quite frankly, you always were losing. And uh, now you know it and you are losing (laughs) and you're dying and and you're done. Yeah. No. And there have been times where I'm like, would that have been cooler if there's like, you know, a little bit of an actual fight between them? And like, and now I am truly at that point of like, no, the fight's already been won. It's her persistence is her persistence, her connection to others, her willingness to have the fight, her clarity on who she is and what she wants. uh, Mm -hmm. That's the fight. And she won. Yeah. She won indeed. Yeah. One That's day. my number one moment from Rogue One. Jin and Krennic meet. Oh, you know what? I just watched this movie yesterday, but I think over lunch I'll be watching it again. <laughs> Getting ready for Andor. A lot of fun to dive on into this with you, sir. Thank you for your list. Uh, and, uh, you know, now I'll just uh, broadcast my honorable mentions to myself. I'll just go into, <laughs> uh, you know, a closet and just scream at a wall. And this moment, and this moment, and this moment. So much in it there. What are your moments? We want to know. You can reach out. Use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. You can find us on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Don't forget, you can get uh, merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Center. Uh, at the time of this recording, I'm also going to go over, over to our friend Brian Ward's page because he just put up a new Mothma shirt that I'm definitely going to have to add yeah. to my collection. So go to Team Public for that as well. Shout out to Brian. Uh, you can find our podcast, a lot of spots, going to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Hey, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. It really helps the show. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash center. You can follow me at Cadnapsock. Go to my website, cadnapsock.com for more information like Things I do like casually talk, talk about Rings of Power or House of the Dragon and stand-up comedy dates, adding those soon to make it official. But I'll be in New York and Seattle in October doing stand-up comedy with headliner Mark Ellis. Uh, Joseph, where can they find you? 
Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com for comedy albums, a book I wrote. And if you are willing and able, if you want to check out my personal YouTube page, just go to YouTube and Google Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, I got some uh, comedy uh, clips, some stand-up comedy clips. I got some old audio episodes of my uh, podcast, Obsessed. It would really help me out a lot if you would uh, give that a subscribe and watch some stuff if you have the time and inclination. Uh, For now, for myself, Ken, I think I'm going to go ask uh, the plumber uh, what his or her or their (laughs) favorite Star Wars Rogue One moments are. Hey, I love that. You and I have similar kind of living rooms. I've had a lot of like uh, plumbers and house guys come in and be like, Star Wars, huh? Yep. Star Wars. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So there you go. All right. uh, There you go, everybody. That is it for today. We've taken a look at Rogue One. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.